0: coast and floorboards the shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler.
1: And I'm Leslie Segretti. Call
0: us right now with your home improvement question, your do-it-yourself dilemma at one 888 Pit. As the summer rolls towards a close, we know you're thinking about tackling some projects before you got to really kind of get back to work, get back to school, get through those vacations, we want to help you get those jobs done around the house right now by calling us at 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Now, if this fall one of the projects you're thinking about doing is selling your home, we're going to have some tips this hour to help you set the stage. You know, the real estate market is starting to show some life, and in this economy, buyers have come to expect a great-looking home. Just picking up the dirty laundry is not going to cut it. We're going to tell you what you need to know to put on a great show in just a bit.
1: Plus, if you are going to sell your home this fall, we are going to have important information on how to keep your home and your valuables protected while your house is on the market.
0: And if you pick up the phone right now and call us at one 888 Pit, we're going to throw your name in the Money Pit hard hat for a chance to win a $50 gift card from Lowe's, courtesy of Thermatrue, manufacturers of the beautiful benchmark door available only at Lowe's. So give us a call right now with your home improvement question, your do-it-yourself dilemma. Let's get to it at one eight 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 Money Pit. Leslie, who's first?
1: Maurice in South Carolina is dealing with some air conditioning issues. Tell us about the problem.
2: Yeah, basically, I got uh, a detached garage, and it's uh, I got uh, wiring connected to the house. And uh, what's been uh, transpiring le- lately is I had two Frigidaire AC units that went out on me. You know, I, I figured there was something else besides the AC units because they were a good company. And uh, I was looking at the wiring, and it's like an aluminum braided cable okay out of the garage
3: hmm okay and
2: then it reduces there's like a little bracket and it reduces to a copper wire which is significantly smaller than the braided
0: all right and um typically when you have a garage you're going to have a sub panel in the garage is that what you're seeing do you have a panel where the wiring comes in and then distributes through bus bars to circuit breakers or to fuses
4: yes yes there's
0: okay. a
2: um circuit breaker panel okay
0: all right. Well, it's not unusual to have a braided aluminum uh, service cable that feeds that. Okay. And then from there, it would go to the bus panel and then go to individual breakers. Now, with air conditioning units, two of them, if they're big, I probably want to have those on individual 20-amp circuits to uh, achieve a 20-amp circuit, assuming that everything is wired right up to that point. You're going to need number 12 copper wire to, uh, to run. And if it's all professionally installed and, and, and working correctly, that should have no impact on whether or not the air conditioning units fail. If the air conditioning units are failing, it might just be old age or bad luck. But if the circuits are wired correctly, then that should not affect them.
2: Okay. The, the AC units were brand new. And it, uh, actually, it's only a uh, they're window unit. So there's like a hole cut out on the side of the wall. And I only had one. Uh, there was only one in there at a time. So it was, you know, Twice consecutively within a year's time that they went out.
0: Well, you know, I got to say, for a standalone for a standalone building like this, uh, window units cut through a hole in the wall. It's probably not your best choice. What I would think about uh, using here is what's called a split ductless air conditioning system. Basically, you have a small air conditioning compressor that sits outside on a pad, and then you have an an air uh, handler that's mounted on the inside of the wall. The only thing that connects the two is a refrigerant line. It's very quiet. Very efficient, and you can get a lot more BTUs out of it than you could out of this uh, wall unit that you've cut through a hole in the wall of the garage.
2: Right. Okay. And a
0: lot more efficient. Yeah. Search them out online or at your heating and cooling supplier. Split ductless system. That would be the way to go.
2: Cool. Will do. Thanks.
0: All right. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit.
1: You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Now you can call in your home repair, your home improvement question, your fall fix-up question 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 1-888-MONEYPIT.
0: 888-666-3974. Up next, home staging has gone from an insider's trick of the trade to a totally full-time job for designers. We're going to have a few ideas on how to make sure your home presents well after this. On the Money
5: Pit Radio Show.
1: This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by Behr Premium Plus Ultra Interior Paint and Primer in One with advanced NanoGuard technology, designed to not only help you save time, but also preserve your home's interior finish. For more information, visit Behr.com. That's B-E-H-R.com. Behr products are available exclusively at the Home Depot
0: making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler.
1: And I'm Leslie Segretti.
0: Call us right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT because one caller we talked to on the air this hour is going to win a $50 gift card from Lowe's. You can use it towards a great investment in energy efficiency and curb appeal, and that would be a benchmark door by ThermaTru. Benchmark doors are made for super easy installation. They've got the look of wood and the benefits of fiberglass like no rotting, no warping, no swelling, or no cracking. The number again is one eight 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 Money Pit. Call us right now with your question.
1: All right, now a great front entry can actually help invite potential home buyers inside. But these days, a clean home is just the start of what you should be doing to make sure that your house puts on a great show for those potential buyers. Now, staging houses has become quite a trend that many home buyers out there are aware of and are expecting. They want these houses to look picture perfect, magazine ready. So if you want to sort of look into this, your realtor can actually help you. But some basics include decluttering your shelves removing your personal photos and all of those things that you like to collect, put the humbles away, as well as editing furniture to make your rooms appear larger. And here's a little info. Um, Yellow makes people actually want to spend money. So if you don't want to go as far as repainting the walls, think about a fresh vase of daffodils in the living room or some yellow throw pillows, you know, add it in there. It's a nice, cheery, happy color and it makes that money come flying out of wallets.
0: Is that why my wife always serves me yellow squash like the dinner before her birthday?
1: What are you, George Jetson? She's like, give me $20. It's, it's Judy.
0: <laughs> because yellow makes you spend money?
1: Yeah, totally.
0: Well, good to know. 888-666-3974. Call us right now with your home improvement question, and we promise to help you save some money on those projects.
1: Now it's time to help David in New Jersey get up on the roof. What can we do for you?
6: Well, thank you. This is You have a great program, <clears throat> and I wonder if you could help me. I have a 20-year-old house with a hand-split cedar shake roof. And I want it to clean because it has some algae and dirt. Okay. And I get mixed, mixed opinions. Some say clean it, power wash it, and then uh, stain it. Others say do nothing because walking on it, power washing it may do more harm than good.
0: So, David, are you concerned about the color, you know, the moss or whatever that's on there right now? Uh, you don't like the look of it?
6: The color's fine. It got dark. That doesn't bother me. I'm just worried that the, perhaps the algae, a uh, little bit of film of algae buildup might do harm. Uh, but everything's fine. The roof is solid and, and doing well. But um, uh, the painter who wants to also paint the siding or spray it, I wasn't sure about that. But uh, I find nothing that I need to do to the roof except worried that the algae might do harm over time. And I called up the Cedar Association, and they say, you could do more harm than good. Uh, and, you know, so I got mixed feelings about.
0: Well, I agree. And I don't think it's necessary for you to certainly to put any kind of stain on there. I mm-hmm. think that it's Yours actually never
1: put anything on cedar shake. Exactly. On
0: now, a lot of times folks don't like the look of the algae. And if that's the case, you can clean it. But uh, when you clean it, I like to see you clean it by hand and not by hitting it with a real aggressive power washer, unless you kind of back off on the pressure. Cedar is designed to last a long time. And the reason it wears out is when it gets too wet, and the surface actually starts to degrade. So if you get up there and you're really aggressive with it, then you can cause some damage. But if you're worried about the algae causing something, I wouldn't. As long as it's not unpleasant to look at, you're okay. I will give you one trick of the trade, though, that will stop it from, uh, from growing some of that algae, some of that moss, and that is you can add a piece of copper flashing along the ridge, along the peak, yeah. and what happens is when it rains- Or even nickel or nickel, the water will hit that flashing and it will release some of the metal into the water that acts as a natural algicide and keeps the roof clean. Thank you. You're welcome, David. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit.
1: Elaine in Alabama, welcome to the Money Pit. What can we do for you today? Uh,
4: I have a question. I had a leaky roof uh, next to the, it uh, was leaking next to the wall of the house, outside wall, uh, and the ceiling is uh, marred and discolored. I know what to do about that, but I've my question is, what can I do about the wallpaper where the water ran down the wall?
0: Well, has the leak been fixed?
4: Yes. Uh-huh.
0: Okay. Um, and the wallpaper is now water-damaged?
4: Uh, it's got that orangey, dirty water-looking yeah on it.
0: You know, that's what's happened is you've actually had a sort of a chemical reaction between the paper and the water that leaked through, and unfortunately, that's not something that you can reverse. So this is a situation where you'd have to actually replace that wallpaper. Okay. Is that a possibility?
4: I, I guess so, if I have to.
0: Yeah. It's only that, a
4: small amount above a sliding glass mm-hmm. door.
0: Yeah, I mean, you could try to clean it with a little bit of TSP very, very gently, but I'd also be concerned about that same cleaning solution, taking the color out of the wallpaper. Mm-hmm. It might fade it out.
4: Okay. All right, I'll try that
1: before I redo the wallpaper.
0: All right, Elaine. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Leslie, who's next?
1: Heading over to Minnesota to chat with Jim. What well, can we do for you today?
0: I Enjoy your show very much. Thank uh, you. Last winter. I fixed my basement up, and under code, I had
5: to put an egret window in. Okay. Well, this spring, the egret window filled up with water. Ah. And it didn't come through the window, though, but it went all the way down and came up through the floor. Yeah, I bet.
0: Mm -hmm. kind of looks like a fish tank, right?
5: (laughs) Yeah. And I was a shock when I came down. I put brand-new carpet and everything else down in there. Ah. Well, anyway, I got it corrected. I went out and put a plastic dome on top of it. Okay. So that took care of that. Well, now my problem is when I go to open my window, crank it out, the, uh, the dome holds it in, right? But in case of emergency, I wouldn't be able to get
0: out of it. Yeah, good point. Um, listen, you can have that window not leak. Usually, if the drainage is set right around the outside, Jim. So, did you take a look at your gutter system? Did you take a look at your grading? Are you moving the water away from the wall? Because it's not just the water that comes like straight down into the uh, window well. It's usually water that soaks in from the surrounding area.
5: Uh huh. Well, where the window is. There's no ease there because it's the you know the straight up and down side of the house. Right. So I didn't. There's no ease, and you. Can so there's, there's no gutters anywhere near there. No.
0: Okay. And the soil does it slope away?
5: Yes, it does. Uh huh. All right. Well,
0: the other thing that you could do, and it's a big job, but if you want to um, remove that window well, you could put a drain in the bottom of it. You could use a uh, PVC pipes, and you could cook up a drain and run it around the house, hopefully to a lower side where you can let the water out. Sometimes you have to drain those wells.
5: Okay. Uh. I. Hoping be an easier way to fix Now, you see what happens,
0: Jim. <laughs> when you call us, we make it worse.
5: Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> well, it sure is a nice pleasure to talk to you people.
0: Though. Same here, Jim. Thank you so much. Thanks so very much. Thanks so much for calling us at 1 888 Money Pit.
1: It's so funny. A neighbor of mine did the same project, and he refuses to listen to me about moving the water away from that. Right. And he's just got a blue tarp over it. I'm like, you spend all this time and energy. You spruce up the basement. And and you you do this final thing. Now you've got this tent fixture on the other side.
0: Sooner or later. Sooner <laughs> or later. get we'll around to around. it.
1: Jan in New Hampshire, welcome to the Money Pit. How can we help you today? Uh, yes. Um, a couple of years ago, we purchased a split entry home,
4: and when we purchased the home, we asked the people if there was any, you know, water leaking in the lower level. Or and any they kind said, of,
0: "Oh no, oh, of Jan, not. there's no water in the basement of our house."
4: <laughs> right. So anyway, well, they said that there was some, but they had it sealed. Uh-huh. And I'm not sure what they meant by that, but they mm-hmm. said since they had the whole lower level sealed that they uh that they hadn't seen any seepage.
0: Now, this is not so, a houseboat that you've purchased, huh, Jan?
4: No. <laughs>
0: so, <laughs> because that's the only reason to seal the lower level of your house. Uh listen, are you still getting problems now?
4: Well, yes. Um what I'm having now is just I mean, there's carpeting down there and and um Tile, not tile, but you know this, the like uh, linoleum type tile, and but in the walkway, in the hallway, we have a parquet floor. Okay. And and this is the second um, you know spring that we've you know gone through, and each time it's buckling. I mean, it just kind of buckles all up, like. Like it's going to pop right off the floor. Okay, Jan, you have a
0: combination of issues here. Okay, first of all, you have high humidity or moisture in your basement or your lower level, and the way you address that is by improving the drainage conditions at the foundation perimeter. We're talking about clean gutters, extended downspouts, soil that slopes away from the house, and a dehumidifier. Secondly, you have inappropriate flooring materials in your basement. You mentioned carpet, bad idea. Holds a lot of mold, lets it grow, especially in that damp condition. And parquet floor also is not a good idea in a very humid space because it will buckle. If you want a hardwood floor, in a below-grade space, you have to use something called engineered hardwood, which is made up of multiple layers of, plywood, of hardwood glued together like plywood. Or you could use something like laminate floor, which is uh, inorganic and is not going to be affected by the moisture. So you have a couple of things to do here. The first thing I would concentrate on is reducing the moisture by improving the drainage conditions outside uh, and reducing the humidity inside
1: going to talk to Gino in New Jersey about keeping the water out of the house and keeping the inside nice and dry. What's going on at your money pit?
3: Well, we've got uh, a couple of holes in the, in the walls of our family room, and when it rains hard, we get uh, drainage in there.
0: How do these holes get there, Gino?
3: Don't know. Don't, <laughs> I, I, I think animals uh, munch their way through.
0: Oh, okay. And
3: what I what I did, I put some foam there, some of that expanding mm-hmm. foam. Right. And that seemed to work okay. Except I see water seeping in again, mm. hmm. and I see little chips, little yellow chips. So either the chipmunk or whatever it is is munching away on it. But I'm wondering, what's, what's the best way to put a fix on these two? Right, well, uh,
0: first of all, what kind of siding do you have?
3: Well, <laughs> gee, the, the siding is, is concrete.
0: So. so the holes are in the concrete? Yeah. All right. Then the foam that you put in there is fine, but what you'll find is that that foam does not hold up to the to the sun's ultraviolet rays, so it breaks down. So what you really need here is to use an epoxy patching compound. It's a cement patching material that has epoxy in it that adheres very, very well. If they're deep holes, it's okay to use the expandable foam to kind of take up some of the space in that hole. And then but coat the, over it. Right, but the top coat should be uh, an epoxy Compound epoxy patching compound.
3: Very good. Appreciate your
0: comments here. You're welcome, Gino. Thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit. D
1: in South Carolina has a problem with the sidewalk. What's going on?
4: We have a holly tree about eighteen years old, it's probably around ten inch in diameter, and it has it sits between the garage corner of the garage and the sidewalk, and it's pushing up our sidewalk about an inch where, the, where they've cut it, you know, when they pour the concrete and there's yep. a cut. And we've got to do something because somebody's going to trip.
0: Well, the only thing that you can do in a situation like this is you're going to have to break out the concrete, dig down and cut out some of the roofs, some of the roots, and then re-pour that piece of the sidewalk. Now, if the sidewalk is in sections, say it's got three-foot sections or it something like in that. Sections. Well, you may actually be able to pull them up one section at a time and not have to actually break them up permanently. You may be able to break them out into the three foot by three foot sections, get a couple of the sections out, dig down, go to work on those roots. But I will warn you, Dia, that you're only really buying yourself some time here. Those roots are going to continue to fill in. They'll continue to push it up. If you take the sidewalk apart and you cut it down and you do a real good job, you you might be able to buy yourself, say, three or four years, but eventually you're going to have to do it again.
1: So what's the... It's such a pretty tree. Yeah, I mean I wouldn't get rid of the tree. It's just something that's going to need some upkeep.
0: Yep, exactly. And I think you'll find that you can take out a fair amount of those roots without affecting the tree. Okay.
1: I guess that's what we'll try and do then. That's because... the solution,
0: dear. All right. Thanks so much for calling us at 1888 Money Pit.
1: Well, if your house is for sale, along with those potential buyers, you could actually be attracting thieves. We are going to tell you what to do to keep your home and your family safe when we come back. So stick around.
0: where home solutions live. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler.
1: And I'm Leslie Segretti. Hey, what are you working on right now? Are you thinking about a renovation? Well, if you are, you want to make sure that you pick the right project. You know, in this market, over-improving your home is actually going to hurt more than it's going to help. So if you're looking for some great ideas, check out Home Improvements for under 1000 bucks on MoneyPit.com. I mean, that's a great price
0: great tip. You don't have to spend a pile of cash to do lots of good home improvement projects around your house. Well, with the real estate market starting to turn, you may be putting your house on the market sometime in the next few months. And if you're going to do that, you want to keep in mind some tips so that you don't put yourself into a dangerous situation. First of all, you want to make sure your realtor knows who they're showing the house to. Obviously, get ID. Make sure the people that are going to be shown the house are pre-approved from a mortgage perspective because you just don't want to let anybody in the house. When you do show the house, besides decluttering it and staging it to look as good as possible, make sure you put away anything that could uh, you know, be personally identifiable like bank statements, credit card statements, Obviously, cash valuable, things mm-hmm. of that nature. You don't need to have that stuff lying about. And if your realtor is going to use a lockbox, make sure they use the smart box type. This will identify whoever is coming to use that box and accessing the key. It actually tracks them. You can download a report of who was in your house, what time they were there, and so on. And it really helps you keep control of the access. If you use a little common sense and some modern technology, you definitely can sell your house and be very safe about it at the same time. 888 666 3974. Call us right now with your home improvement project, your do it yourself dilemma. The number again, 1 888 Money Pet.
1: Doug in Washington needs help installing a second bathroom or maybe a third. Hey, Doug, what's going on?
3: Hi, I'm actually installing a bathroom in the garage that I've converted for my home office.
1: Okay. Oh, perfect. And
3: yeah, it's a concrete slab and putting in a shower, a, uh, a toilet and a tub. And actually, from the way that it's going to lay you out... You plan
0: to stay there a long time, don't you, Doug,
3: <laughs> in that office? Not sure, but I <laughs> but I do want there to be a bathroom over here. Okay. So. so the question is, I've never cut through a concrete floor, and I think the slab is probably 25 years old mm-hmm. or more. At what should I do to tackle that, or is that a job that I should hire out.
0: Instead. Well, it's a, big, it's a big job, especially if it's the first time you've ever done it. This whole thing is a pretty complicated plumbing job. Um, the first question is, where's the waste pipe and are you above it?
3: Yes, I've already located the sewer line and it's not difficult to tap into that. The big chore I'm going to have is getting through the concrete.
0: Well, what you would do in that situation, Doug, is you may go to a, a rental center and you could uh, rent the saw that is used to cut concrete, and essentially, it's a it's a saw that has an abrasive blade on it. You you sort of kerf the concrete uh, in this around the hole, and then you might use a jackhammer to break it out.
1: So you sort of score the perimeter. Sort of
0: score it pretty deep all the way around, and that's why you get a really clean clean square cut.
1: You know, similar to notching like a four by four post or a six by six, where you sort of create the perimeter and then sort mm-hmm. of notch in the middle? Would you do that the same way with the concrete?
0: I would just cut the four corners of the place I wanted to take it out so I have a nice square, and then I would jackhammer out the middle. And this is the way to do it without disturbing the rest of the floor. And then, of course, after it's all done, you're going to have to you know, pour a patch in there. Okay, very good. All right. Listen, if, if, you, know, if you feel like it's too much for you, you, know, you wouldn't be admitting defeat if you hired a plumber just to rough this in for you. And then you could concentrate on all the stuff that's above the floor, but have the plumber just rough in the drain. They could probably get it done in a quarter of the time.
3: Very good. Okay, well, thank you very much for taking my call.
0: You're welcome, Doug. Thanks so much for calling us at one 888 Pit.
1: Norman, Indiana, welcome to the Money Pit. What can we do for you? Wanting to know if I could put my
5: washer and dryer in the garage. Well, I know I could do it, but how do I keep it from freezing? My garage is insulated, but it's not heated.
0: Well, you know, that's not so uncommon. Um, You could put it in the garage, and in the very, very cold months, you have to be concerned about those pipes. Now, if the pipes are in the wall between the house and the garage and not an exterior wall so it's heated on one side, that it would be less likely. If I was going to put it in the garage, Norma, I'll tell you what I absolutely would do, and that is I would have a shutoff valve on there, a single lever shutoff valve on the washer supply, so that you could, with one throw of the lever, very easily turn the water off to the washer. And this way, if uh, it did get so cold out there that it froze, then you would uh, not have to worry about water leaking out other than what was in the hose itself, going from the wall to the washing machine.
1: All
5: I would need is a shut-off valve for extremely cold weather then. Well,
1: I would turn it off any time after yeah, I Yeah, exactly. It. Uh, I would yeah. turn it
0: off all the time. You know,
1: just in case.
0: Yeah, because if those hoses ever burst, and they do burst, you'll flood that whole garage out. Norma, thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit.
1: Bill in Utah needs some help cleaning some shingles. What can we do for you? What's on them?
5: Well, here's my deal. I've got a uh, a home that I took a swamp cooler off the roof, made the switch to central air, and I put in a an attic fan up there. Okay. But over the over the years, when I had the swamp cooler, some um, water runoff, and I had some, I've got some a wet streak running down my brown asphalt shingles. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering, is there anything I can do I, to get rid of that stain on my roof?
0: Uh, two things. You could try a product called Jomax, J-O-M-A-X. It's a, it's a cleaner that works very, very well on roofs. It's available at hardware stores. It's made by the uh, folks at uh, Zinzer and it's a concentrate, and you mix it up. Okay. And um, is the stain more from the water or from rust?
3: Uh, it's water, hard water.
0: Well, then I think the Jomax will work perfectly fine for that.
5: Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate you guys.
0: All right, Bill. Well, good luck with that project. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit.
1: Those swamp coolers are so popular in Utah. They're actually perfect for that climate. But when we filmed there with while we you were out. Uh-huh. Every house we were in had a swamp cooler.
0: Yeah, but I forgot to mention to Bill that putting in the attic fan, not with such a good idea. the central air? Yeah, bad idea. N-
1: not a good combination. Yeah,
0: they actually, Bill, if you're still listening, they actually suck the air-conditioned air out of your house, not just your attic. And so
1: out of your ventilation.
0: <laughs> a better solution might be to put in a ridge vent and soffit vents. But uh, attic fans, not so much if you have central air. Up next, we're going to tell you how to protect yourself from the dangers of carbon monoxide.
1: The Money Pit is brought to you by Citrus Magic, the 100% natural odor-eliminating air freshener. Unlike other air fresheners, Citrus Magic actually eliminates odors and lasts up to four times longer. Visit citrusmagic.com for more information. Now, here are Tom and Leslie
0: making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler.
1: And I'm Leslie Segretti. And you can be part of the Money Pit right now by picking up the phone and giving us a call at one 888 Pit. And not only will you be part of the show and get your home improvement question answered, but one lucky caller that we talked to on the air this hour is going to win a $50 Lowe's gift card. Now, you can use that gift card towards a great investment in energy efficiency and curb appeal. You could pick yourself up a benchmark door by ThermaTru. Those are available exclusively. Exclusively at Lowe's. Now your number to get in on this awesome giveaway and learn everything you ever wanted to know about home improvement is one eight 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 Money Pit eight
0: eight eight six 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 three nine seven four. Well, as the summer uh, wraps to the end and the fall starts to begin. Uh, We start to think about one of the toxins that uh, we deal with in our house, and that is carbon monoxide. You know, it's odorless, it's colorless, it's tasteless, but it's definitely got the potential to be very deadly. So to help you prevent a CO poisoning situation, you want to make sure you get an inspection of all the fuel-burning appliances in your house, including furnaces, stoves, fireplaces, clothes dryers, water heaters, and space heaters. Now is a really good time to get this done before it gets super cold out, before all the heating pros out there get pretty, pretty busy and before that heating season begins. And also remember to have carbon monoxide detectors installed on all levels of your home, especially near bedrooms. Now, It's funny. When people get carbon monoxide detectors, they always think they should put it in the basement near the furnace. Not the best place because carbon monoxide is easily distributed throughout the entire house. And the number one place that people die and get sick from this is while they sleep. That's why it's important to have a detector near the bedroom. And if yours ever goes off, open the windows, open the doors, clear the air, and get out of the house. Call 911 and let the pros come in and figure out What's causing the problem before you ever turn those appliances on again? 888-666-3974. Marie in Rhode Island needs some help in the kitchen. What can we do for you today?
4: Um, Listen, I was wondering, I can't find anything that will clean all the grease and gunk off my walls Mm -hmm. in my cabinet. Okay. And I was wondering maybe if you know something real good that you know I could use.
0: Um, Are you familiar with a product called Simple Green. No. It works very well, widely distributed, um, uh, environmentally friendly, works on cabinets, uh, works on glass, works on mirrors, works on walls. Um, That's probably a good first step. If you find that the grease or the dirt is so thick that you need something heavier, then I would tell you to use TSP. This is something that you use, like for example, if you have like smoke on the walls and that sort of thing. TSP stands for trisodium phosphate. It's available oh. at hardware stores and home centers, and yeah, you mix it up. Yeah, it's like a it paint
1: up. prepping product. Yeah, really. TSP? TSP,
0: mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. But I would start with the easy stuff first. Simple Green works really well.
4: Oh, well, that's good. I'm going to try that then. Okay. If it works that good. Okay, and listen, thank you very much, and I listen to your show every weekend.
0: Well, thank you very much.
4: I enjoy listening to both of you. All right, thank Marie. You.
0: Have a great day. Okay, bye. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, and you can reach us just like Marie did at eight 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 Money Pit.
1: Heading over to my neck of the woods, Long Island, New York, to chat with Steve about moisture. What can we do for you?
0: My wife and I are about to purchase a home
5: that uh, you know the previous owners had a flood in the basement from plumbing, okay, and uh, that was repaired. However, they have, they have carpet in their basement and the. Apparently, the flood happened about six months ago, mm-hmm. and um, we had a mold inspection done, and there were some mold found in the basement. I was wondering if you could offer some advice as the best way to remediate that.
0: First, get rid of the carpet.
1: Yeah, that carpet that was ruined is still there. Get it out.
0: Uh, carpet in the basement is a really bad idea, Steve, because it's essentially mold food. You know, not only can the backing be uh, food for mold, but all the dust and the dirt that gets stuck in carpet is great food for mold. Mm -hmm. So it's a really unhealthy material to have in a below grade room.
1: So get rid of that. Think about it an alternative flooring for the basement. A great option is laminate just because it's made for high moisture environments. I mean, it's sitting on a concrete subfloor. You're going to get constant moisture wicking through. So get something that's not going to produce mold when exposed to those moist situations. Laminate flooring. If you're dead set on having some sort of hardwood, you can go with an engineered hardwood because the base of that is actually made from sort of a plywood material that's, you know, alternating layers of the graining on the wood so it makes it structurally stable for a moist environment. And then there's a thin veneer on top that actually is that hardwood that you like, or tile. And then you can always sort of warm up the area with area rugs, throw rugs, bring your color in there. And then you really want to look at the outside in to control moisture. You want to look at your gutters and your downspouts. You want to make sure that there are enough gutters on the house and that the downspouts are free flowing. And you want to make sure that where those downspouts deposit the water is not right up against your foundation wall. You want those downspouts to go out three feet, however far, bury them, get them away from the foundation and get that water away.
0: This is the Money Pit Home Improvement radio show up next. We're going to answer a question about a mystery on home ownership. You know, when you own a home, Leslie, there are many, many mysteries that come along with it like mysterious sounds, you know, banging pipes, squeaky floors, mm-hmm. some mysterious smells, and the mysterious roof stain like what has happened to one listener who wrote us this week. We're going to peer into our home improvement crystal ball <laughs> and answer that question after this. making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler.
1: And I'm Leslie Segretti. And here at the Money Pit, we have got your staycation solutions all summer long on our radio show. And in our special online section at moneypit.com slash staycation, there you can learn how to create an outdoor oasis in your own backyard, which we all know has become your vacation playgrounds. We've also got tips on landscaping, decks, porches, patios, you name it, it is all there and it is all totally free at moneypit.com slash staycation.
0: You can also click on Ask Tom and Leslie and email us just like Jane did in Georgia. Jane says, a little over a year ago, I installed a new roof. Now about three quarters of my roof has pollen stains that haven't come off no matter how hard and how often it has rained. Yes, Jane, they're not going to come off because of the rain. They're actually going to probably get worse. The shingle manufacturer has offered to pressure wash my roof. I think that would compromise the integrity of the shingles. What do you think? Well, yeah, possibly, Jane. A couple of things. First of all, you can't just blast this stuff off. You know, once that stuff starts to land, it does definitely Grow and expand and sort of fill in. So, what you want to do is this first of all, you got to clean the roof. You've got to apply a mildecide to the roof, you know, a bleach and water solution, uh, Joe Max. There's a lot of different, you know, products that will work out there, even OxyClean. You need to. Cover the roof with the side. let it sit for a while, then you can wash it off. Can you use a pressure washer? Sure, just don't set it on a very high pressure. Wide spray, gentle pressure, kind of will actually make the job a little easier to do. Will it wear off the roof? Not so much if you keep it to be a very gentle situation. But the most important thing you do is after that, once you've got it clean, you need to keep it clean. To do that, you need to make sure you have some sunlight on that roof. If you've got mm-hmm. a lot of overhanging trees. Uh, the sun can't get to it. You're going to definitely have this problem reoccurring. So trim trees back, get a little sunlight there. That's a natural mildew side. And finally, little trick of the trade, you can add a copper ridge vent or a nickel ridge vent. When the rain hits that, it will release some metal. That also works as a mildew side, and it'll clean the roof every time it rains.
1: All right, Jane, I hope that helps you out and enjoy your new roof. You did a great improvement to your home.
0: Well, when it comes to home decor, attention to detail can mean the difference between boring spaces and a really warm and welcoming place that you feel real good about coming home to. Leslie's got some tips to help you do just that in today's edition of Leslie's Last Word.
1: You know, I think a really nicely designed space is paying attention to the unusual places in your home that you can add a detail that is truly going to catch the eye. And I think a pass-through between rooms is the perfect location for a surprise detail. You want to draw the eye to this space because it's generally an unnoticed area. So look at these pass-throughs. You can add something that's called a transom. There's some with glass or something that's even called a wood spandrel. If you Google it, you'll find so many different vendors that sell these spandrels. And it's basically something that would cover the width of your pass-through at a variety of heights and give you some just beautiful detail it's almost like a staircase you know the side and it really gives you a great chance to add something to a space that generally no one would look at you can also in these pass-throughs The space that's created with the molding in the actual pass-through itself, you can put like a, a foil wall covering in there in an unusual color, or just paint it a different color, or add a stencil detail in there. It just provides a beautiful transition from one space to another. It's an area where nobody ever thought about putting in a detail. You can add architectural corbels or shelf supports to those corners as well. Just think out of the box when you're at a salvage yard or a yard sale. Look at unusual pieces that you can add in there. Dress it up and you will truly have a beautiful space that you will enjoy being in and happy to invite your friends to.
0: This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Coming up next week on the program, if you're thinking about selling your house, getting it on the market, we're going to have some tips to make that process as easy, successful, and profitable as possible. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone.